I'm Marcy. And I'm Akko. And welcome to the Color Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Woo! Colorful backgrounds! That's right, y'all. It's us again this summer doing our summer shorts. Yep. In shorts, mm-hmm. maybe not. Skirts, While summer's pants. happening. Making a short yeah. show in shorts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and so today we're actually going to pick up on our summer short series and we're going to be discussing my pick which is a queer comic series called the avant guards by carly usden so y'all i'm not i ain't even gonna hold y'all i ain't even gonna hold you the way i've been looking at this comic (laughs) for years like i remember literally it might have been when it first came out or like when it was being announced but i literally was like we will read this on the colored fucking pages book club. We, th- there will be a it's time, happening. a day where we will read this shit. And so um, here we are doing it. All the volumes are out. So I was like, because one thing about me, I'm not about to read it before it's done. Hell no. So I'm like, get all the volumes out and then I'm going to read it. So here we are. Super excited. So just to tell you all a little bit about the author. So Carly Usden is an award-winning commercial and narrative filmmaker based in Los Angeles. They have directed indie films and have been a showrunner on various projects. Carly created and wrote two comic book series for Boom Studios, Heavy Vinyl, and The Avant Guards. By the way, Boom Studios is an absolutely fucking sickening company. I swear to God. Anyway, Heavy Vinyl was nominated for a 2018 Prism Award, honoring the best in LGBTQIA plus comics. The Avant Guards was nominated for a 2020 GLAAD Award. And for, for great reason. Also, to make sure I'm giving credit to other folks on the team as well, the Avant-Garde was actually illustrated by Noah Hayes, colored by Rebecca Nolte, and lettered by Ed Duke Shire. So I am tickled pink, quite excited to get into the Avant-Garde because y'all, it is just peak summer short energy. Like if the summer shorts was an episode, my God, mm-hmm. here we are. So true. anyway, Very true. yes. Yeah, so also very excited, very, <laughs> very fun read. Very, it's just a good comic, you know. It's not, it's like you're a sports anime, you know. You leave feeling revitalized and ready for youthful fever. Mm-hmm. So speaking of youthful fever, fever, sure. Yes. I have a question. Nice, nice. What is your question, friend? Yeah, so this is actually a question I don't actually have an answer to, which is maybe a first, or maybe it's not. Actually, maybe I never have an answer to any of the things I ask. But this one, and I just don't cop to it. But this time, I'm copying to the fact that I don't know. Um, In this comic, there's a lot about community and friend groups. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just you inside a we, if you will. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what do you define as community and what do you think makes a community good and what do you think makes it mm, bad interesting how do i define community um (laughs) well i would say i mean when i think of community i think of just you know a group of people coming together for some sort of greater social purpose or recreational purpose for some defined or similar 
objective and the objective could literally even just be to create a community right like it can be something as simple as we are all desiring community um we all want to explore this mutual interest together we want to band together and study something in particular you know it can it can come together for whatever reason and certainly you know in a traditional sense we think about communities as being all physically together but i think especially with what we see on the internet and in virtual spaces that you know certainly communities can exist across the across the world like we don't all have to be in the same place mm. i mean shit like even in our own like book podcast <laughs> community you know we, we've guessed with so <laughs> many people and met so many people through this process and and I, we've only met some of them in person really a, a, a overwhelming majority we've have never we actually met in person, have we met right? any of them in person well we met rain oh well you did i wasn't there yeah yes, yes that is <laughs> From true <Carrie> Black Nerd, <laughs> yeah um but like but yeah but yeah, for the most part, we haven't really met folks in person, but we still sort of have that space with them. And that, and that, that is coming together for, you know, the fact that we, yes, all do podcasting, but we also have this interest in books. So I would say that's kind of what creates a community, some sort of shared objective or interest to, to explore, a, a mutual agreement for everyone mm. to be there, right? I think a community only really exists when we kind of all have buy-in and want to be a part of it. Now, as far as what makes a community good or bad, I think... This is very nuanced. I'm trying to think of how to give a catch-all answer. I would say I would say the markers of a good community are one in which it's rooted in, yeah, that that respect for one another, where everyone is a participant in the space, where it's not, you know, okay, we all have a group that comes together, but like we only really listen to like some of us or only give a fuck about the opinions about some of us being here. Um mm. I think there needs to be that mutual respect to make sure that we're always hearing from everybody and that everyone's being centered and that, frankly, I mean, under ideal circumstances, there wouldn't even be like a hierarchical structure to it. Like we would just all like exist in tandem, contributing to whatever sense, right? And just like being a part of it. Ah. Um, So in, in, in that, I don't think it has to be that like, everyone has to be best friends with everybody. I think you can be part of a community and have closer relationships with some people than others. But I do think there needs to be some mm. level of inter mingling so that it doesn't feel too segmented. Like there needs to be at least mm. like, I would say a baseline comfort with everyone in the space, more or less. Um, it was actually really interesting because I remember seeing on LinkedIn recently, which ew, fucking gross. Like I was on LinkedIn, like, oh my God, yikes. Anyway, um, but I remember seeing on LinkedIn, someone was <laughs> talking about how like, you know, they find it really toxic when, for example, workplaces will be like, we're a family. Like we're all a family, which agreed that shit is garbage. We're not a fucking family. But something that they were saying was that like, oh, like I think a better verbiage there would just be to say that, oh, we're all a community. And even that I don't really subscribe to because i'm just like i mean i'm i mean i'm here yes but like capitalism kind of coerced (laughs) my being here and right i feel like a community is rooted in respect which is oftentimes not fully what's happening in a lot of these workplaces um so anyway but yes i would say that those are sort of the things that i would say are markers of a good community i think what makes community bad is one that. yeah to to sort of i guess the inverse of a lot of a lot of things i just said so you know a a space where we aren't respecting one another where it does feel like there's a lot of sort of segmentation going on. I think also two communities mm. can be very like manipulative. I think sometimes people can use the numbers in a space to kind of like turn against certain people mm-hmm, or to isolate mm-hmm. certain people or to create outcasts of certain people, even though they're still technically a part of the, of the community. And I think that shit again is garbage because we need to all just be kind of existing together. So yeah, I would say, 
some of those toxic in-group dynamics, um, a lack of trust, a lack of communication, a lack of openness mm. with anyone, I think, yes, yeah, certainly creates a bad community or a space that isn't really serving everyone there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are really, really poignant points. Um, I think, yeah, I think... I wonder if you, I wonder, I always feel like I say that when I'm actually offering a counterpoint. So I'm not wondering, I am actually just saying, (laughs) I'm always like, I wonder if, and you're like, you're not wondering, or maybe I am wondering, maybe Mm. I am exploring the point. Okay, this, I'm off topic. Um, I don't know if you have to want to be in a community to have to be there. I think, I think a lot of times you have bad communities because you are forced to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, cause it's, it's because we're not like, you don't like, especially if you're a kid, right. You don't get to choose where your community is. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't really get to choose your family. And I think, I think a lot of us have a lot of trauma from bad communities, right. Mm-hmm. Ones where I think you stated well, where there's, there isn't trust or there's, isolation or manipulation or a push pull and usage of numbers so i think i think you like innately described a good community in your definition of community because i think the other type of community is like uh, say a school right a school is a community Mm -hmm. but i think there's a decent portion of population would be like i hate it here i hate it here and i don't have any choice but to be here I think you're right about what makes a good community. I think that ability to be able to leave or come and a buy-in to wanting to be there, which I think is what makes a team such a like healthy example. Mm, eh, well, at least in, <laughs> in mm. an ideal sense, like a healthy sense of community, right? Because you, you, you wanted to join. You have a shared interest. You have a shared desire, something mm. outside of yourselves that brings you together. Um, so I agree with you. I agree with all your points about good or bad. I just, I think I, I think I'm thinking of the book Passing and how one of the characters is like, she's she's white passing, so she goes into whiteness. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes how like draining it is to her. And so she is accepted back into her community. And it is a black community, but that's too broad. I think it's 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 not like just the black people accepted her back. It was like her mm-hmm. people she grew up with, like her family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't think it's not that they were very like the other character, her foil character, isn't like excited about having her back, right? But she does feel an obligation to bring her back. And I wonder about that mm-hmm. part of community that need to it's almost like a feeling of of obligation that we have Mm. and i wonder where that comes from and i I agree that it can get i mean in the end of the book it's unclear whether or not (laughs) the foil character pushes the main character out of a window or not i mean but at the same time the black her friends and family the black community that she's a part of were protecting her from her racist husband who found out she was white passing and was coming there to attack her anyway it was a it was a crisis of community in a way Mm. um for the main character I don't really have, like I said, I don't have, at the top of this, I said I don't have an answer, and I don't. I I do think that we would all be better off if we thought about our community, a sense of community more intently. 
and um and really valued it you know really valued what each person brings to the table i think sometimes too like you were saying we make someone the clown Mm-hmm. We is a strong word. I don't think this is something you and I participate in, but I have seen friend groups where someone becomes kind of the butt of the joke and the whole, the whole glue. Oh, you know what it is? I think we have to ask, anyone has to ask themselves, what's the glue of their community? And examine if that's a healthy glue or not. So mm-hmm. if your glue is that one person is like the person you make fun of, that's a terrible glue. <laughs> right. Even if your glue is oppression, you might have to be careful because that's a glue that can be kind of traumatic and not very healthy. Mm-hmm. I guess a good the glue that you mentioned is a good glue. <laughs> Love, a desire for something higher than yourselves, trust, lack of hierarchy. Anyway, all right. Well, that was my thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I certainly hear that. And I think um yeah I, I I think to your point, I agree that like it, it doesn't always at the onset of a community or like the formation of a community. Yeah, like of course, like there are certain times where you just happen to be in one, just geographically or life circumstances, what have you. But yeah, but even in those types of spaces, like to have like. To still, yeah, be able to navigate with with a level of autonomy and dignity, and yeah, still that respect and trust for people, I think, could still come from even a, a space where you didn't initially elect to be there. And yeah, and the, the, and the social glue piece for sure. Like, I mean, I've definitely witnessed that shit too. I feel like I've been like when I was younger, I used to be in some groups where it was like that, or like where I was the butt of the joke, and I was like, "Girl, this is late. Like, fuck all of this. Like, if the only thing keeping y'all this together is, is y'all's mutual disdain for somebody or something. Like, I just feel like, like, do y'all even know each other? Like, girl, what is this? Um, so yeah, but um, that's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I do think you can also, obviously, you can be like put into a community that you did not choose to be in that is also healthy right because someone other people have made it healthy before your arrival per like for instance i think that's really true anyway uh yeah be nice to your friends they're actually important <laughs> internet anyway i and i also think i think you know though i think there also is there's levels to this like the reason i'm asking this is i think we use the word community like very loosely so like we could the, it'll be like the podcasting community or the you know this community and i and i and i i wonder like what anyone words mean things is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. and so i i when i want to give a definition of it like this for instance like the people who listen to this podcast hi you're wonderful people we think you're wonderful but i think it would be a bit strong to say that we're like a community because unfairly i have i have no strong obligation to you i can't help you if you're in a situation of harm you can't request things from me (laughs) because i'm a stranger on the internet Mm -hmm. and what i can give you know what the parameters of this podcast allow i think are beautiful things but i i worry because i feel like community there has to be something stronger that people need and maybe as a u.s person in the u.s I'm, i'm a little worried about the loneliness i see and I, I worry about how like parasocial relationships are our antidote for some of deeper loneliness. And so, and I do worry that not enough people have an actual community, yeah. someone who will hold them account, someone who hold them accountable, someone who will say, 
that's a terrible, terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Or someone who will gas you up. Someone, Or even someone who will say, I know I'll never get this in my life, but I want you to have it. And I think even a sense of outside of individuality, where your success is my success, you know, that that's what I think it means to be in a community, is to be all in on the fate of another person and for them to be all in on you. This is starting to sound a lot like love anyway. But I don't think it's an easy thing to come by. And I don't think it's something, I don't think it's something you can buy. And I think we've undervalued it. Anyway, okay, well, so I don't think I gave why I think communities are good, but we truly don't have time because it's a summer short. So I guess we'll just <laughs> go into the summary section. <laughs> okay, see you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. See you on a bit. So, yes, so now we're going to get into the plot summary of the avant-gods. As you can tell, I am almost unreasonably excited to talk about this comic. So, like, with Aqua's <laughs> permission, I'm actually going to do the summary myself. So, we're going to just kind of hop in. I would just kind of give the sort of mm-hmm. the, 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 the little bit of the nitty-gritty of what goes on. You know, it's, it's, it's not too much to, to report on. So, I'll just, I'll just do the whole thing. So... Okay, so the story initially follows um, a a basketball star named Charlie, um, who just transferred to the Georgia O'Keeffe College of Art and Subtle Dramatics um, from a previous university, because basically she wanted to focus more so on on film as opposed to basketball, because she originally was going to school for basketball, she had a whole scholarship situation, but she was like, you know what, I want to do film, and also she just wasn't having the best time playing basketball at that other school, so she just wanted to like just start over, do something new, whatever. Mm. So we see Charlie. Charlie, to describe her, is kind of giving... What's the name of old girl from Hover Girls? Was it Jaleesa? Did I, did I make that up? But yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so a little, no, bit, a little bit of similarities the there. Basically, Charlie's kind of like, a, you know, she's she's very... She's, she's more quiet, kind of to herself. A little bit of a dry sense of humor. But, you know, very much you, you kind of see throughout the comic that like she actually, you know, she cares a lot about 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 people. She has a lot of feelings, but she's not always the best at articulating those feelings. So, yeah, so she gets to school. She's transferring. So, you know, she's like kind of struggling to find some community. She's trying to meet some people, whatever, whatever. She ends up on activity day coming across a group called the Avant-Garde. Now, the Avant-Garde is a basketball team and it's, and it's led by another student. Her name is Olivia. So Olivia is like this like. How do I even describe it? Just like a fucking like powerhouse of a person. <laughs> like she's just like she's a, she's 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 an actor. She is very much like super charismatic, very organized, very goal oriented. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you know, I really want to start this like basketball team. You know, we don't really have like a like a women's basketball team at the school. And like I feel like, especially at an art school, you don't really find that as much. So she was like, let's like right. start one. Shit, fuck it up. Like, why not? And so uh, Olivia sees Charlie and moment one, she's like, girl, you got to be on this basketball team. She didn't know nothing about Charlie, but she was like, her, <laughs> yes, her, because Olivia has about five people, including <laughs> herself that are like down 
to be on this on this team, but they need to have at least at least six people. So she was like, I need Charlie yes. to join this fucking team. So instead of just being like, oh, hey, Charlie, just, you know, I mean, at first she like gave her her car. She was like, if you ever want to join the avant guards, just let me know. I feel like you cool as fuck. Whatever, whatever. Charlie was like, yeah, girl, that's a job. I'm definitely not doing that. I literally escaped basketball to come here. So why would I just run back into basketball? That sounds literally wild. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, Charlie also is in need of community. And so Olivia specifically, partially, yes, because she wants her to join the team, but also because she's like, I actually want to get to know Charlie too. And she low-key got a crush on Charlie. Like, she low-key got a crush on Charlie. Uh, she was like, I'm very determined to have her join the team. So they would run into each other a little bit at like the gym and stuff. And there was actually a day where Charlie goes to the to the lunchroom or I guess the the cafeteria or whatever on campus and Olivia's sitting with um, all the other members of the avant-garde who, by the way, are not an actual official team yet. They're just like, you know, trying to be one. And so Charlie's like, oh, do y'all like, <laughs> um, oh, can I sit here? And Olivia's like, of course. And so basically that's how we kind of get to meet all of the characters. <laughs> so of course, you know, there's Charlie. There's Olivia, who who I just talked about, who's essentially at this point would be Mm. the team captain once the team starts. Now, the other four people are, there's a woman named Tiffany, who she's kind of like a witchy, spellcaster, vegan, modern dancer, Tiffany, Mm. astrologist. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you. Tiffany was my favorite character, period, period. I love Tiffany. So there's Tiffany. (laughs) There's Jay, who is sort of a quiet and and very kind artist, um, is in a long-distance relationship with with their partner, Tyler, with their partner, Tyler. Um, But yeah, a bit on the quiet side, kind of shy, but really talented artist. There's Nicole, who is a self-described cynic of the group she's also olivia's ex which is like very interesting and then there's ashley who's kind of quick-witted charismatic Mm -hmm. um you know she plays ball good as fuck she like also can sing her ass off and she's also pretty much she would be basically the coach of this team so the comic essentially you know you kind of meet our main six characters you you see them kind of come together charlie eventually is like hi shit y'all are like Y'all are fucking great. Like, I guess I'm going to join this fucking team because literally after she met them all originally at lunch, Olivia was like, okay, y'all, we literally going to all come together and fucking make sure that Charlie joins the team. So they literally like coordinated a day where all of them would just coincidentally run into Charlie Mm -hmm. and of course get her to join the team. So like, for example, like Jay and Charlie were in a class together and like Jay left behind this note that was like, hey, do you want to join the team? And like Charlie was like, oh my God. Then like at one point, Charlie was in the damn library and Tiffany like from behind some books grabbed a lock of hair and then she like went and cast a spell <laughs> back in her dorm room um ashley ass was like <laughs> trying to like coordinate this whole it was just like a very ridiculous like what entire nation is happening so anyway mm. basically charlie joins the team the avant-garde are officially born and essentially the rest of the comic um without you know needlessly going into like a bunch of just random detail basically just kind of showcases their journey together as a team so when they first kind of join you know, all become the avant-garde. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of enthusiasm. Ashley, though she's really good at basketball, she's she's injured at the moment. So she kind of takes more of a coaching role. And so she's like, I, we got Charlie who's played basketball, Olivia who's kind of played basketball, and then Tiffany... Jay and and Nicole who are who are good. Jay actually is really really good. But um, basically Ash is like we we can we can condition we can we can do a little better than this. So um, they start doing these different drills and they start kind of joining this league. 
So we see them play these different teams. And the Avangars are actually really good. Like, they're a newer team, but they're really skilled. They're pretty much undefeated for most of the season. And we sort mm. of slowly get to see more of their backstories. So, you know, we see more of um, Olivia's psychology behind joining this team. We see sort of her interest in, in, in theater and things of that nature. We learn more about how Tiffany, for instance, like, she's, you know, she's really witchy. She's really into astrology. But part of that is actually because her dad is an astronaut. And so, like, you know, that, that kind of informs some of her interest in, in in the stars and things of that nature. We learn how Jay is is an artist. We see sort of an arc Ooh. between them and, and their partner, Tyler, where they have this whole exhibit that they open. Um, we see that Nicole, even though she's like super deadpan and like kind of like always on her phone, it seems like she's over it. She's actually like fucking hilarious. And she's like a stand-up comedian. But she like went to school originally to play the bassoon. <laughs> but she's like, oh my God, like I fucking hate the bassoon. And I actually want to like just be a comedian instead. So we kind of see an arc with her kind of coming to with her. Uh, you know, telling her parents, like, hey, like, I kind of want to be a comedian. Like, do y'all hate me now? And they're like, girl, we just want you to be happy. Like, what? Um, and then, you know, we see how Ashley is is injured at the moment and how she's coaching and she's really good at coaching, but she struggles because she really wants to actually be on the on the court playing with them. And we see that she, like Olivia, kind of has this sort of theatrical mm. performance interest. And so she kind of, while she's injured, you know, she expresses that both in in her coaching but also in doing things like karaoke and singing and doing performances like that and stuff so a really talented dope group of people they're doing really well over the season they actually lose their like i guess penultimate game of the season and olivia kind of goes into this depression but then like uh, you know the team comes together to support her and they're like hey olivia like you know it's it's fine because basically what happened was that like they were playing a game it was really close and olivia went for the shot and she missed and so she blamed herself for the whole thing but the team was like girl like <laughs> we a team like 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 if one of us loses all of us lose it's not your fault that we mm. lost like a bunch of things could have happened differently to make that you know happen or whatever to, to change the outcome and so we kind of see them all growing a lot closer to each other fast forward a little bit charlie and olivia start dating they start dating and of course i'm living Ooh. um which is like cute whoop, whoop, whoop. the other people are like look y'all can date but don't fuck up this team. Don't make it dramatic. Don't don't fuck this up for us. Which, of course, is planting the seed that this is, of course, going to be fucked up for us. And what happens, actually, is that fast forward, um, you know, the avant-garde, they're actually going to the playoffs. And Charlie's sister, her name is Allie, ends up coming to the school. And Allie's apparently just, like, this prodigy at basketball and is, like, super talented at everything and so like ali joins the team and charlie's pissed about mm. it because she's like damn like ali i just wanted to do one thing by myself fuck you like you had to come to my school join my team like goddamn can i breathe like fuck and ali's like i did not realize this <laughs> oh my gosh but then also it was dramatic because like charlie hadn't told olivia that she had a sister and so then olivia was like charlie has lied to me about her oh. past and i'm like is it a lie if she just didn't get the chance to tell you yet? And then Olivia was also blown because she was like, because the other, basically the other members of the team had like found Allie, like had done tryouts to find extra members for the team when Olivia was like out of town or something. And so basically Olivia felt like betrayed. And so like, you know, it was this whole arc with her kind of being like, you know what? We are a team and I shouldn't just, you know, I should, yes, I'm the one who brought this team together. Yes, I'm sort of the leader of this team, but like I should also allow people to, you know, like, have some more influence and like you know this isn't really like this is theirs as much as it is mine type of thing anyway blah 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 whatever avant-garde mm. uh, long story short they end up going to the playoffs and they like win the playoff game and so they like become the champions of whatever and it's like really Woo. sweet you know charlie and, and olivia reconcile <laughs> the team is like really stronger together and 
It's just a cozy, fucking amazing, beautiful, hilarious, just a wonderful tale. And it's just so lovely. And also, this is something I didn't really go into a lot of detail with. But um, something that was actually interesting, too, was also they would talk about how, for example, a lot of their sponsors throughout the team, they actually had a lot of issues because the team, the, the, the league at various moments almost got shut down because like these sponsors would be like, oh, like no one really wants to watch, you know, women's basketball and like bullshit like that. And there was kind of this like... You know, they had to constantly fight for funding and visibility and things like that. But thankfully, by the end, they were actually able to kind of secure a future for this team mm. and, and, and this league indefinitely. So you kind of see, yes, they're focused together as a team, but there's also a broader league-wide initiative where folks are coming together and being like, we actually need to all, let, let's all make sure that this like remains a thing. Let's make sure that these that this this league is being uplifted, is being supported, um, things mm. like that. So anyway, that is Avant-Garde. Yeah, it was just really lovely. It was just really... Uh, I'm just going to look out the window now and just like smile ear to ear. It was just really lovely. Um, <laughs> so now let's actually go into a little bit of a break. And then when we get back, we'll get into all of our thoughts, all of our feelings on the avant-garde. And we're back. And our... Ooh, okay. So thank you, Marcy, for that brilliant summary right there. So <laughs> hilarious. I feel like you captured the tone of the comic really well. It's just very lighthearted, slice of life. The characters are, I don't know, the, the drawing is also really, it's its lighthearted, but it's, mm-hmm. I like i like the art a lot, actually. I think it's really well drawn. I like the back and forth with the characters. I think they're, I don't know, there's a certain charm to them. Like I said, it's like when you watch an anime and you get, um, like a sports anime you get to know each of the characters and they all have their own arcs and journeys mm. and interpersonal conflicts and i always get upset because i they, i don't think there's enough anime about like non-male characters frankly they're all typically mm. about men when it comes to sports in particular but um but i, I really dug this for that and i liked Olivia a lot I thought she was like a really fun well-rounded character I like that they gave her faults and successes Mm -hmm. Um, I like that they even challenged the idea of her being the glue that kind of held the team together you know it it got to a point where everyone's like no we're all in it we're all part of this and I think that's really good for someone who feels like it can be a burden to feel like you have to carry something and it also Mm. can make you feel very hurt when people don't rely on you right but if you are able to be assured that the team will be there (laughs) even if you're not there you know it it might first hurt your ego and your sense of self-importance but i think ultimately leads to like a healthier more fulfilling Mm. existence with your with your peers so I, i really liked that i also really liked the fact that Nicole and Liv dated and now they broke up and Nicole's honest response was like, yes, I understand that that's kind of stressful, but I genuinely care about this person as a person and I still want to be friends in a genuine way and I still want to be part of this group in a genuine way. And they didn't shy around the fact that there might still be times when people are jealous or mm. you know awkward, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to keep going. And I think that's a really important message too that is not as likely to happen in real life. Frankly, a lot of people just don't, that can't be the case and sometimes for the better, but Mm -hmm. I did like that kind of subversion of narratives. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, Jay is my favorite character. I think they're 
I don't know. They're just very charming to me. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was my that was my feelings. How about you? Yeah. So, I mean, you already know what I'm about to say. It's a 10. It's a 10 for me. Um, <laughs> I, I love this story so much. I mean, everything you just said, right? Like, it's such a charming, beautifully illustrated, just colorful, bright, just nice story. And so it's it's nice for just kind of a good, cozy, happy feeling. But also, to your point, there's also so many kind of subtle and you know really really beautiful ways that I think the story models um, various dynamics right like I think to your point about you know Nicole and, and and Liv dating and how like that was handled I feel like that was a great modeling of like hey like yeah we used to date but like we're gonna just practice some non-possessive like sort of whatever like we're just gonna like like that's fine like feelings may come up and that it is what it is and you know we, we have to navigate that as that comes up but like live your life like friend you got it kind of kind of thing which is really nice to see i also just loved how for instance even how conflict just sort of handled right like i think you know that moment where olivia was like you know she felt betrayed by charlie because like she felt like she didn't like she lied to her by not mentioning that she had a sister and also just kind of like having some trouble with allowing other folks in the team to kind of take more of that ownership and stuff i i, I like that we kind of see these conversations where they come together and they're like, okay, let's, let's just, let's just have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's like, let's mm-hmm. get all the shit on the table. And like, you know, and also just having characters just be like, you right. Like, I don't know, listening to understand rather than just listening to respond type of thing. It was, it was nice to see. And I think especially when you consider that this is a story for, I would say like a, I'd say like a middle grade high school type of audience. Like it's nice to kind of see mm. these types of story, like this this way of navigating relationships and kind of these more healthier dynamics where we're able to just have conversations and where people are also able to mm-hmm. admit when they're wrong and, and apologize to each other and and you know things like that. And 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 also Charlie, I will say, was a character that I didn't love at first. Like I kind of felt like I don't know. She was sort of doing the whole like I don't have feelings thing. Like that was her whole like persona. Mm. But even as the story goes on, you start to see a lot of her own internal monologues and like her own insecurities and, and, and things like that nature come out. You just, it, it, I feel like the story took a lot of care into writing each character in a way where it's yeah. like, okay, you make sense. Like, it's like, yes, I don't always agree with how you handle situations, but like mm. it's consistent with your character. Clearly a lot of thought went to your character and even down to, for example, like the way that the words were lettered when certain characters would talk. So for instance, like there was, mm. um, each character had like an inner monologue that you would see at various chapters. And even like the color scheme would be kind of consistent with either like their energy or something about like their aesthetic that like is consistent. So for example, mm. Tiffany icon, hers is all purple, but it, which makes sense. Cause she was always like in these more like dark blue, purple type getups. And like, even just mm. a lot of her like color scheme was clearly influenced by that side of the color wheel. So having that be like, even the color of her thoughts was really, I just, I don't know. I just feel like this, they just thought so much about each character and they were like we want to really make sure that each person is makes sense and that like there's kind of an arc right. to, be, to be had here and so there was just a lot of good ad- attention to detail and even in ways that were just like funny as fuck so for example <laughs> like there's just small things where like if you're like really paying attention to each panel like this shit is fucking hilarious like i remember they went to like it was like Olivia and Charlie weren't there, but the rest of them ended up going to brunch one day instead of going to practice. And they went to this place literally called Egg, so E-G-G dash existential crisis. Like it was literally called existential crisis, but it was like like a brunch spot. Or like there was, a um, you know, when, when Olivia discovered that like the, the rest of the team had held tryouts while she was out of town. 
Like there was, there was this this woman with pigtails who had tried out for the team who like the book made you think was for real about to join the team. You're like, oh, old girl with the pigtails is definitely about to be on this team. And then she actually ended up just being like, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to leave. And so she like left because it was like getting awkward because like Olivia was like annoyed with everybody. And Olivia was like, who even was that? Like both to the audience and to everybody else. And we're like, girl, we don't know. Or like just like some of the transitions. So like, for example, there'd be like a scene and then they'd be like, you know, usually say things like, oh, like that night or one day later or like whatever like that. Like some of the transitions would just be like, just rant, like, just like really fucking hilarious. So for example, like when, when there was conflict because of the whole situation with Olivia, like they ended up all driving in a, in a van together to a game and like the transition was like one very awkward <laughs> van ride later or like there was another one where like they were all watching movies and like they had watched them um, th- they were watching bring it on and like the the transition after they watched it was like one debate about if cheerleading is a sport <laughs> later like just like very it's just uh, i just really loved everything about this and yeah just the attention to detail the attention to the characters the modeling of healthy relationship patterns the multiple protagonist mm-hmm. motif um, there's just yeah it really was this just i mean shit even down to like there'd be scenes where they were like do um like karaoke or like a song would be playing or like something like that or like some shit off the radio and they'd be playing like fucking like beyonce rihanna hamilton <laughs> like it was just like and it's like this is a comic so it's like the fact that i could even recognize those lyrics and like just the cadence of it mm-hmm. was so clear it was just i just yeah anyway i'm like gushing and rambling and literally saying nothing at this point so just want to say i really liked it um so yes yeah i agree there the comedic timing was really good and the focus on facial expressions with in lining with the words so i remember there this there was this one bit where they were i think it was the first or the second team they played and it was i don't know where they were but i think tiffany or someone loved it it was like i'm transferring and ash was like where are we and then they like got in and then ash was like no seriously where are we like looking at the map like wait right. hold on like <laughs> this is starting to get suspect and like it was it was just really funny the use of like timing and, and panels and stuff you know comics are really great in that way because they if you can get that timing down and that technique, right? Like again, with you said, like you said, with the the blocking and the letters, which is someone's job, you know, some that was actually someone's title for this. I can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. that's a that's something that immerses the reader in, and so I think they they coordinated that. All the creators coordinated that really well and, and pulled it off. So, yeah, I agree. Really great comic, really fun read. Um, yeah, just 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 it's just fun. <laughs> it's just a fun read. So yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and you know, and this is, um, I feel like this is the type of, and, and, and you know, I said the same thing about Hover Girls. I, I kind of maintain the same thing here. It's just, it's nice to, yeah, just see a mostly POC mm-hmm. cast, queer cast, you know, this group coming together of like women and non-binary folks and just like nothing's living and having yes. fun and just being in community with each other. Like, and, and, and it's nice because even the, you know, Charlie would sometimes even comment on like, damn, this is really the first time I've truly felt like I was part of like a community. Mm-hmm. Like I actually feel like supported mm-hmm. by y'all. And, and, and I think you especially see that in moments of conflict where, you know, there was a moment where Charlie kind of, you know, but she got really anxious um, with some of the dynamics happening. And so she kind of ghosted the team for a little bit. And like people were, you know, understandably upset with her about that. But even in those moments where she comes together and she reconciles and she apologizes and all that, it's just, it, I, I feel like 
it took it I, I feel like one of the themes of the story was really just talking about like the actual true nature of mm-hmm. a team because i think uh, similar to community i think this is a term we use a lot very flippantly it's like oh we're a team because we like all come together and whatever like i think you know my own life i see this a lot at work you know describing groups of people as teams when it's like but a team actually cares mm-hmm. about each other and a team actually supports each other and a team is accountable to one another and like there's respect there and it's like we have to know every detail about each other's lives but like there's an accountability there and there's a sense of responsibility to the group um, in a way that I feel like this book really modeled well and also kind of gave, gave voice to in a way that I thought was really, really effective. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that, that theme was just something that was really, it was, it was really, really nice to see that. Um, And even just at the end when they had to come together and they threw this fundraiser to finance, you know, the rest of the season, like just seeing how everyone's talents came together to create this really dope event was just, I don't know, y'all. It's just, it was so nice to see. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's conflict, but it's like hearted. It's just casual. It's fun. It just shows more than tells. It was just really, yeah, very, very powerful mm-hmm. in that sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Also, just again, shout out to Olivia. Like, literally, I'm sorry, just, <laughs> I just thought of another like random funny thing. Like, like when Charlie first met, like, um, like Jay and Nicole and all of them at that at that uh, lunch table. Like Olivia, <laughs> she like went around and was like, "Okay, we're gonna do an icebreaker. Like we're gonna do an icebreaker now. Let's all go around and talk about what color we are, some shit like that." And like Nicole says something slick, like, "Oh, like Olivia loves icebreaker. Like da da da. Like she's always doing an icebreaker." And Charlie's like, "Wait, is she always is, is this like her thing? Like she just does icebreakers?" And Jay was like, "No, like she literally this is like her thing. Like she like." Actually, like this is like her whole personality. And Olivia literally pulls out a book <laughs> called Breaking the Ice <laughs> by Olivia Bates. And she was like, yeah, I actually wrote a book about this. And it was a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is both hilarious, but also like a great, like this is such a way to subtly write a character. Like, of course, of course, Olivia but, wrote right. a book called Breaking the Ice based on ice breaking. Of course, it was wildly successful. <laughs> of course, she wears every hat. You know, like, it's just like, anyway, I'm sorry. I just, I live... For everybody, it's a 10 across the board. I don't have any critiques. No notes. Anyway. um, Yeah. Aqua, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, nothing to add. Just if you had notes, I guess, um, you can find us on Instagram at these color pages or on the Twitter at the color pages or our email, these color pages at gmail.com. Um, and we have a website, mm-hmm. these color pages.com. Woo. Yes, absolutely. And if the show brought you any love, light, delight, feel free to leave us some love wherever you're listening to this podcast, which could be Apple Podcasts or <gasps> not. <laughs> and so leave us some love wherever. If it's, you know, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, mm. whatever. A comment rating reviews is something that always helps us a lot. It helps us to kind of build some visibility and to, to kind of get um, some of these episodes out there. So we really appreciate any support mm-hmm. there. Last time I checked, may not even be the case anymore, but last time I checked, we had, I think, 49 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So specifically you, yes, you, <laughs> you, I'm pointing at you, you, the one listening to Apple Podcasts mm. right now, like you, like listening through Apple Podcasts, just, just going on, just oh. going to the color, just going to the color page of book club. If you want to just leave us a little five star moment. Listen, mm. listen, we won't, right. we won't be bad at that. Um, it might even bring you luck. You don't know. It could. 
Oh, exactly. If you leave a little review, I mean, listen, we'd be reading the reviews on the show. That's true. So, I mean, a little shout out. I mean, if there's any incentive, that might be mm-hmm. it. Also, wanted to say that if you know anyone in your life that you're like, you know what this person needs? Like, just a really cozy, lighthearted, beautiful, fucking hilarious, amazing. And everyone's like, okay, are you done? I'm like, yes, I'm done. <laughs> um, comic. <laughs> like, feel free to just shoot them this episode. No context. Literally just send them this episode. And then... Just sit down and read avant-garde. Don't even throw your phone mm. into traffic. Just read avant-garde because everyone needs to experience this. It's everything. And then maybe, I don't know, like go down to the local gym and use your phone to play basketball. <laughs> like their phone's actually just the ball. Um, do that because that's really going to help mm. us to grow our show and make this even, even better. So next time we're going to be reading and or watching again. <gasps> <laughs> some thing we do not know what it is yet i mean we have an idea yeah. what it might be but like you know we're just i mean at this point we got to mm-hmm. commit to the bit, y'all like i mean at this point i mean come on y'all it's been like what three episodes of the summer short series right. and so like at this point it would just be raggedy for us to just release the rest so we're just <laughs> not gonna going like to. keep y'all on your toes a little bit keep y'all on your toes um so we're gonna do that mm-hmm. and hopefully that is not too infuriating but regardless between now and then Akko are there any other things we should leave our listeners with before we head out no just until we meet again remember to stay, stay colorful, colorful.